Welcome to the Steadfast Carlsbad podcast. This morning's message was taken out of our 10 a.m. service. Let's jump right in, and we hope you're encouraged. Thanks for tuning in. Have you guys ever watched uh, Red Bull Rampage? Anybody? It's like crazy, right? Have you seen it? Like, um, I like mountain biking, um, but these, these people, they go to like Utah, and they jump their bikes off mountains like it's not like when you think of mountain biking you're like oh on the mountains not like jumping off of the mountain and landing like on another mountain uh, and they're like well you know what that was a little boring let's do a backflip you know too at the same time um, or you know maybe you watched grew up watching like the x games and seeing uh, it was it, it was funny it was always the the next thing or, you know the the 360 the 720 the 1080 the what how far have we gotten brad do you know not even sure. I'm sure it's more than it was before, right? Uh, there's something about watching those things that you go, man, I wish, I wish I had it in me to try that. And also, I'm glad I don't, you know? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like people who are willing to go all in on stuff. Like the term full send, you know, full send. This is a thing in the mountain biking. Where it's like, just go, man. Full send. Check the brain at the door. Just go for it, you know, just charge it. And so, like, there's something about that. I think that's, that's innocent. And obviously, this can lead to a lot of trouble. Um, I think it's good to have a, a check in your brain that says, you know, I might really hurt myself uh, because, yeah, you can. And a lot of times, you will. Uh, but there's something about going all in that we all desire. We want to be about something that's important, that matters, and so this full send faith is exactly what Paul, or not Paul, whatever, whoever the author is to this letter, is trying to encourage them to not go backwards, but to go forwards. Because their faith is, they've endured persecution, they've endured struggle, they've gone through some stuff, they've, they've, they've got some scars, they've, you know, they've, they've got some you know, some cool stuff from their life where, man, you guys have been faithful, man. You guys stood there through persecutions, man. You went through it. And now there's like a thing in them. That's like, I kind of want to just go back. I kind of just want to give up. I'm kind of sick of this. I'm sick of it being hard. You guys know those feelings? You're like, I, you know, I, what about going back to where the way it used to be when it was just kind of a lot more simple and a lot easier. And I didn't have to worry about all this stuff. I think about that a lot of times, like being a pastor. Like, I remember what church, going to church used to feel like. It was different. <laughs> you just show up and you're like, yeah, all right, you know. And it's like a, there's a different weight to that, but it's like there's no going back. And so that's what this author is like. Instead of like thinking about going back, he's making the argument, no, go further, go forward even harder. Set, set your mind on this even more so. So let's get into this subject of faith. So verse one, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So now faith. So he's, he's saying now because this is in correlation to what he was saying before. Continuing on from chapter 10, verses 38 and 39, says the just shall live by faith. There's a quote from Habakkuk. The just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. So the author of Hebrews is saying, we are not those. 
We're not those who turn back. We're not those who draw back. We're not those that there is no pleasure in. We want to be the just and the justified and the righteous. And what's the fruit of those who really are saved, who really know Jesus? Faith. There's an addition of faith. It grows as you go. And it might be like faith seems like kind of an obscure concept. It really isn't. And it's based in reality, and we're going to talk more about this. It's not faith in faith, and it's not, I've got to drum up this kind of faith. It's like, it's a lot more practical than we think. And it's a lot more based on reality than we think. And the more you experience the goodness of God, the more faith makes sense. So now faith, like I said, is continuing on. So the word faith here. Uh, that's in question, that's being talked about, that's the emphasis of where we are going because we don't want to be those who trample the grace of God underfoot, which was also in, in Hebrews chapter 10. We want to be those who persevere and believe to the end, that, that are faithful to the end. Like, and no one has that desire like when they're growing up. Like, I, I want to like make a big impact for a little while and then I want to go, I want to fall off hard. I just want to see, I just want to sell out and watch everybody. I just want to not care about any of the stuff I cared about before. I want to, I want my integrity gone. I'm going to do everything in my power to get rid of that integrity. It's hard to do, but I'm going to do it. You know, who in the world would say something like nobody, nobody would say that. No one would think that, but it's so easy for something like that to happen. This is how we combat against this. It's not staying stagnant and just whatever it is by faith, which is an action. It's a subject, it's an object. This is, an, this is something that we're doing. Faith, the Greek word is pistis, uh, and it's, it's got a lot of depth to the meaning of it. Um, it's it's a faith, it's, it's, it's built on like a trust. It's built on understanding. It's this uh, confidence, you know? It's a, it's a building up of confidence, um, assurance, it's, 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 it adds as you go. Uh, I also love, and you guys have been here for any period of time, I love the definition of faith as allegiance, as understanding who we are under and why we're under him. As we're following the Lord, we are aligning ourselves with him. That is built up and you, you trust him more and more over time. And as you trust him more and more over time, you're able to experience more faith and you're able to see God move more and, you know, you know how it goes. And anyway, so now faith is the substance. The word substance is hypostasis. Uh, and, and this is like a really cool word. And by the way, these Greek words, I, I did like a deep dive on this. I'm actually using this message for a project for my second to last paper for school. Let's go. I'm finishing this week. It's done this week, you guys. Okay. Uh, but so I was like, I went way, way, way deep on every single word, basically. I'm like, okay. Uh, but the, the word, it, it's really cool. And by the way, so like I said, the Greek words, they're not like to, to be like, well, I know. And I probably mispronounced it. Who knows, right? Uh, but, but it's the idea is we want to gather all the information given to us. And Greek is a really cool, expansive language. It's got a lot of like layers in, to it, right? And so we want to know everything it's saying to us so that we can grab onto it and trust it more fully, right? The word of God. So uh, the, the idea is it's uh, the, the substance is like a structure. So faith is like a structure. It's, it's a, the, the sense is of something that we get a title or a deed. 
Like it's something that's to be grabbed onto. It's a reality of what's available to us. It's the sign that the just shall live by faith. It's a fruit. And there's, there's like a promise that comes in faith. So there's a promise of substance, of actual blessing, of actual experience. So like when we talk about something like faith, it, it, we don't want it to be like faith, hope, love. Yeah, that's cute. I, I could see it painted on my wall, you know. No, it's like something that is deeply transforming. And that's the idea of all of this. The gospel is transformative. Dead men come to life. From death to life, made new in Jesus by becoming, by, you know, taking on Jesus. They crucified with Christ. No longer I live, but Christ lives in me. But there's a reality of what is available to us, this sense of like title or deed. There's a, a real substance. If you find out you have the title to a home, that's a good thing. You know, like, you're, what? You don't just sit on that. You use that. I got this title. I don't know who's living there, but you know, it's your house. Go take it. You know, and, and not to, I don't want to make this sound like a, you know, word of faith thing where it's like, name it and claim it, brother. You know, like we're just going to go get it, you know, but there is, we leave a lot on the table. We leave a lot because of uh, faithlessness. We don't trust God fully. We don't believe him fully. And how do we show this faith? Well, we're going to get into more of that in a second. So it is, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's the proof of the things that are unseen. Faith sees things that may not be seen by natural eyes, but it doesn't mean they're not real. So faith is a, is a glimpse into something above and beyond the world that we see around us. There's something bigger going on. There's something more going on. And this gives us, uh, in a sense, like a, a way into uh, being part of something so much bigger than that. Like, so we're not stuck in the, you know, being tossed around by every little thing around us. Faith helps us to ground and to have foundation in something that's so much bigger and greater than that. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the substance of things that are hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So the things that are hoped for, I missed that part. The hope for, there's an expectation. So that we come with an honest expectation. So faith's not a drag. It's like an exciting thing. Um, if you've ever been, if you've ever seen God come through when you, you've been called out into faith, because this is always the thing with faith, is it never makes sense. Like, it, it, it seems like it never fully makes sense. Like, there's, there's like all the reasons. It's almost like God gives you all the reasons of how he's been past faithful. He's been faithful. I've been faithful. I've been faithful. I've, I've been with you on this, on all of this. And you go, yeah, but this one seems different. It doesn't make sense how this could possibly work out. I don't see a way out of these things. I, I can't even tell you how many times that's happened in my life. Where you're like, God, you've got to do some crazy miracle that... I don't even know. Like, I can't even pray for what the miracle is because I don't know what it is. Like, I can't even put into words how you would possibly come and script this thing and put this thing together. But here's what I do know. You have been faithful before. You've blown my mind before. And so there's like an expectation and a hope of like, 
what are you doing? And it's like this, I think, I think true faith is, is mostly that of, God, what are you doing here? But I also think there's like also the element of like, I'm confused. <laughs> like, I don't know, God, I'm, but it's what we do with that. Because a lot of times we're like, I'm confused. So what do we do? We batten down the hatches. We use all of our, we utilize all of our resources to not be uh, vulnerable and to, you know, do whatever you can do to try and make a way. Oh, how are we going to do this? I have no idea. And that's where actually where we get into a lot of trouble. I start taking everything into my own hands. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll grab. I'll, I'll make a way. All right. Oh, no, no, no. God, you just don't worry about this. I know what to do. That's where trouble is, right? But then there's come certain places in your life where the, the need is so much greater than anything that we can possibly do. And I think these are the biggest foundational faith building moments where you go, I am out of resources. I have nothing here to offer. And, and maybe it's not like this for you, but it is for me. There's an odd sense of peace in that place. It's odd in the sense of like, it doesn't make sense. It's, it's a peace that passes understanding where God is meeting us in that place. And you're going, you know what? You're better at running this life than I am. And I don't want to be guilty of not doing what I'm called to do and not working and being lazy and just being like, starting to treat God like he's the genie. And you're like, oh, it's time to, you know, I have a wish. You've got a command. I, here's, you know, my wish is your command. But, but where you're just like, I'm out of resources. I'm out of everything. And I just, I'm just got, I'm trusting you. And why am I trusting you? Because of past faithfulness and because of clear, instructive words that are, that are prophetic in, in sense and promises. What we know that God says about us and what he, we know about what God says about his relationship with us and the way he sees us. And it's, what's interesting is those are the times where you are like, they're like landmark moments of building your faith like that, that mean everything to you as you, and you know what's the craziest part? Here's the craziest part because you might be thinking, oh, this all sounds pie in the sky. My things don't always work out. You know what's interesting is these don't always work out the way you want them to. A lot of times what, what you find is at the other end of this, this season of gnarliness is that you still go through the gnarly junk, but you find out that God is with you in that and he can sustain you and give you an odd peace, even when things go completely like horribly wrong. I think that's even more powerful. Like, cause you go, you know what? Like, Hey, um, stay in here. And then, you know, we'll make sure, you know, just trust me, everything will work out. And then at the end you get greatly rewarded and you go, that's awesome. But what about when everything kind of just falls apart and have we had those seasons? And so it's, I think it's actually really important that the, as the church, we don't glorify the season where everything is perfect and great all the time. Because most of us aren't in those seasons. But what we do find is that God is able to uh, move in our lives way more often than we would ever imagine. And he's able to meet us even in the worst of tragedies. Like a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And, and that you're able to somehow receive this nearness and this closeness of going through the absolute worst thing. So there's an expectation and a hope that God, you're not gonna leave me or forsake me and that God, you, you could do something that would blow my mind. I think that's the 
the posture he wants us to have, especially since there's this idea of faith is a substance, like with a title deed, something that's there for us for the taking. Right? You have not because you ask not. Or you ask amiss, you know, basically because you want it to be about you. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So then it's the evidence, the proof of the things that are unseen. So we can see again through things that were beyond all sight. That we're able to see, there's, there's like, you go, yeah, it's faith, but it is so real. Like, can you see God? No, but he's there. And, and, and there's like an element of like the way that he's moving. And I see him more than I've ever seen him before. I've never seen him so clearly. And you start saying, well, what's the love of God look like? You know what a lot of times it looks like? The church coming around you. you go, I've never seen the love of God like that. And it's, it's through people. What's interesting is when it's legit, the love of God, that people are meeting you and they're around you and they're, they're involved in your life and they're, they're meeting needs even sometimes. Sometimes it's like a meal. Oh my goodness, right? Like literally food. Someone gets you food. It's like, that's, that's a big deal. Then you, 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 you can sense the love of God moving in and around. So it's like God is using all the circumstances and all the people involved in the circumstances to bolster the faith of everyone that's involved, if we allow it. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. So faith in God is how we testify of God. That's how we say we believe what we say we believe. A life of faith is a... It's like a life of a good witness. And we have these Old Testament examples. And you know what's cool? We're going to go slow through this part because we're going to talk about all these Old Testament characters. And we're going to talk about them and their place and, and what faith looked like. But what is, what is their, why are they part of the, what we call the hall of faith? This is their good testimony. It's found when they walked by faith and not by sight. It's going to be the same exact thing for us walking by faith and not by sight. When we look at the world and the fallen condition we're in, uh, it all started right from Genesis chapter three when, um, when Eve decided to walk by sight. She decided she knew better. She, instead of faith, she went with her own thing, her feelings. I'm gonna do this the way I wanna, I, actually, you know what? I'm starting to feel like I'm missing something. I'm starting to feel like you know what, I, I deserve something more, better, or whatever, you know? And so that started the whole process. Of course, we know uh, the effects were devastating. Um, the Old Testament documents really well that when the children of Israel would follow God and they would have faith and trust and do exactly what he said to do and live lives that were, um, that were in unison and allegiance to their, what they said they believed, like, we trust you, God, like, we believe you, we, we, you are the God above all gods. When there actually isn't other gods in the camp, he would, he would make it so clear that his stamp of blessing was on them and they'd be set apart from everybody else. But as soon as they'd fall off and they'd stop believing in faith, you know what? And say so they start thinking, you know what? Actually, I've been thinking. I might have a better idea. And really, this is where all of our theology goes totally haywire. 
I actually just recently heard, it was actually this week, it was a guy who used to be a pastor. He's no longer a pastor. And he was like saying like, you know what? It's so nice to unhitch my views from like the Bible. Like, so that way I can like, I can view things. And I can listen. I can take some things from the Bible and I go, oh, that's pretty good. And then the other things I don't like, I go, you know what? That doesn't, I don't like that. So I don't need it. And you know what? You can be free from this too. Well, you guys know that's what, kids are hearing like 24 seven, right? Especially if they have like social media, that is like, they're hearing stuff like that all the time. And so uh, what we're saying is that is not freedom. What freedom is and blessing is, is staying aligned with God where you, it doesn't even make sense sometimes. Like your ability to, your, your, your desire to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand my ground, follow Jesus no matter what. Doesn't even make sense sometimes to anybody else around us, but that's okay because it's not for them. And so we have these Old Testament examples of guys who are, by the way, highly fallen, most of them. You know, Enoch's kind of like, you know, seems like a little, little different, but like, uh, but there's, there's issues with these guys, a lot of them. Like they're, they're, they're a mess and they made mistakes. And so being a, a man or a woman that walks in faith does not mean you've had to be perfect. It just means that you're growing in faith, that as you, the just shall live by faith. It's a fruit of an actual relationship with God. And how is that? This is the thing where it actually starts getting really, really practical. How's the just live by faith? Well, because you decide that the things that of God matter. So you think the Bible matters when you read it. If you believe that God is good and you believe that God wants to speak to you and we believe that the, that the veil has been torn in two and that there's intimacy where we can come in and be with him and he can be with us and we can experience that and we believe that the Holy Spirit is living in us and he wants to transform us and continue to sanctify us and set us apart for good works and then we go out and do them. If we believe those things, then that will be part of our lives. Because the things we believe are, it's evident. The just shall live by faith. There's your fruit. So the Old Testament examples of those guys who walked by faith and not by sight. It's the same thing for us, guys. But verse uh, three, and then we're gonna have like a little breakdown here. Uh, verse three, by, the faith, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. By faith, by, by uh, pistis, we understand, we perceive, apprehend, gain insight. The worlds or the age, the forever and ever were framed. Like the eternity was framed by the word of God. Now the word of God, there's two, you guys know there's a word of God, the, the word like Jesus, right? And then we have the word, this is rhema, this is word like word spoken word saying the statement, so logos, rima, the statement of God. This is by the word, by his speaking, by as it came out of his mouth. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, we understand the origin of life. We see the design. We, as we see that God is good and he's, you know what's interesting is, Faith, a big thing about faith is as we, as we grow in our faith and we start to trust God more, we start to see just how capable he is 
and how big he is and how much he pays attention to every detail and how he cares about everything that you're going through. Because we're, we're all conditioned to a world where we're limited, you know? And so like, I'm sure I bummed you out before because I'm a man and I don't have, you know, I, I'm probably said something wrong at some point. I'm sorry, sorry, you know? Let this be my formal apology, whoever you are. Um, you could air your grievance afterwards, you know, uh, I guess. Um, but the idea is this, God, we, so we're conditioned by men and women that let us down all the time. And God is able and capable to meet us in every single little aspect of our lives. Now, when we start to recognize that, what does that do to our view of God? Does it make it smaller or bigger? Bigger. The smaller the details he gets into, the bigger he is. And as we start to enjoy that, all of a sudden we start to see the world differently. Whoa, this world is huge, but he's bigger. And then now everything's kind of like being put back into its place. There's a design. You know, I was talking to Ryan at the skate park yesterday and we were saying, like, you know, those, the rocks, uh, you know, you go to the beach, you'll see on the wall, there's like the rocks stacked up. Somebody will stack up like 10 or 12 of those or whatever. You know, you know, I've never heard anyone say, can you believe the ocean did that <laughs> to those rocks like stacked up? Like that is so cool how it picked them up and launched them. And then it just, they just sat there and they're in a perfect line. And then it, did you see, could you believe that someone's charcoal came over and signed someone's name next to it? The charcoal was rolling around from an earthquake and then it said it ended up spelling someone's name. Wild. You guys know how simple it is to stack those? I mean, it's pretty simple. It's not that simple, I guess, right? You've got the right rocks and you, you know you got a little bit of patience and you're hyper competitive like me. I'll stack those, I'll stack some rocks, boy. I'll stack some rocks. But but the 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 seeing that, the first thing you think is that's cool, someone did that. So you're starting to see like design. You're starting to see purpose. And you go, whoa, someone did that. Whoa, someone did that. And then all of a sudden, everything starts changing. So you go, okay, there's some interesting people in my life. But they were designed. So God, God made them. And you know what's so interesting about most personality types? And here's the thing where things get rough is unhealthy. People are unhealthy. They're toxic. I mean, they're gnarly. They're not fun to be around. They bring death everywhere they go. But when you can find any personality group and when they're in their health, a healthy state, they bring something to the table. They see things no one else can see. I mean, there's something really cool about that. When you can see it, you go, whoa. Like the things that you think are so annoying to me sometimes because I don't see it like that, but I'm so glad that you do. I'm so glad that you can see it like that because there's something about the way your brain ticks that is just beautiful. So when we start seeing the designer, we can, we, can, we can get there two ways, right? We can see the design and we look to the designer. We're like, there's gotta be a designer, all this. But also when we see the designer and we see the design, we go, wow, cool. This is so cool how you did that. I actually think it makes you wanna like not ruin the land. You know, I think it, like your motivation is like, let's actually make this place beautiful. Let's clean it up. Let's, let's make it nice, you know? 
So there's an element of like the visible world speaks to something greater, right? We can see that. And there's something breathtaking about that. People are even willing to um, worship creation. They are. They're willing to like, this is church. This is my church. This is what I, you know, I do or whatever. And so you're like, oh, so you're down to worship something. It's just the wrong thing. But also, as we get to know him, we start being blown away by his creation. It's kind of like this thing where it's like, whoa, 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 you know. And I think that's the idea. I think we're supposed to be blown away by God. And I think that's, the, that's what you see in the Gospels. Everyone who had an encounter in G, with Jesus, they marveled. Or they were astonished. Or they were in awe. Like, who is this? Who has wisdom like this? Who has boldness like this? Who speaks life like this? And so we, as, as now in Christ, with the Holy Spirit, we have the ability to receive and, and believe that as that comes out of our life. Like lack of trust in God, instead of like trusting in our own thinking, like we said, Eve, Genesis 3, and then a continuation after that, right? Where I have to start to think, oh, I've, you know what? I have another idea. Abraham with his wife, God tells him, you know, go, I'm going to take you out and bring you to land. I'm going to have you do all these different things. And then all of a sudden he starts tripping out. Shoot, my wife's beautiful. They're going to kill me and take him. You know what? You know what? If you start going logically, God who created everything said he's going to make you into a mighty nation. How are you going to die then first? How are you going to die? How's that going to happen? But you know what? When you're in those circumstances, you go, I don't know. I think he's changed his mind. So what does he do? He's, oh, it's my sister. This is a couple times. Even, even once where, you know, Pharaoh's like, dude, what are you doing, man? I almost totally messed up and married her. I would have died. You're not a good friend. She's not your sister. He was like, well, she kind of is. And you're like, oh, ugh. okay, you know, um, Different times. But, but the, the, the idea is, is that, right? And so then all of a sudden, okay, then God, he sees God faithful to the end, right? And they see a baby born way late. And then what's Abraham t tested with? Isaac. Kill him. Okay. What? That makes, doesn't make any sense. That's what faith looks like, though. We're going to talk about that. David, man of faith. I don't like, the, I don't like that Goliath. I don't like him. I don't like what he's saying. I don't like that he's blaspheming my God. And you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna deal with it. If no one else will, I will. God will fight for him. He's got me. Boom. Goes out there. Could you imagine a, like a nine foot tall warrior? He's like, you think that sounds like whatever. And then you stand next to like an ex NFL player or, or someone who's in the NBA, and you're like, oh, oh my gosh, how tall are you? Like seven two, and you're like, add two feet, man, two feet to that. Sorry, it's not happening, you know. But he he was a great man of faith, and he was used by God to do so many things. And yet, he saw Bathsheba, and he's like, uh, you know what? I deserve this. I think I, you know what? I know I'm not supposed to, but it's all good. I'll do my own thing. Instead of faith, he goes faithless. And then what's the result? Not good. So this is part of like our fallen condition, focus, 
We are prone. We are in this constant battle of do we choose to trust God or do we think that we know better? That really is what it all comes down to. Do, do you know better or do I know, know better? And, and we, ask, we have to ask ourselves that question every day. And I think it's actually helpful to when something comes up, literally ask yourself that question. Does God know better about this or do I know better? Because that's just such a stupid question that hopefully it'll wake us up. Sometimes it doesn't. Because you go, well, there's some gray areas. You know, whenever there's the gray areas or, well, I don't know. If you really think about it, well, now you're not really thinking about it. You're really justifying. And we're really good at that, justifying ourselves. But if we're justified by the Lord and we're made righteous by the Lord, then the just live by faith. This starts to become a pattern in our life. Dude, I know everybody in here is in the fight because it's, we're humans. We're all in this battle. We're battling flesh versus the spirit. But we will miss the point if we make that battle the main thing. If we make it the, the thing that we focus on, oh, the battle of the flesh and the spirit. I gotta watch out for the flesh. I gotta, okay, I'm gonna use the spirit real quick so I can battle the flesh. The, the point is, is not that. It's, it's that we fully surrender to the grace of God and trust in the finished work of Christ and allow him to transform and renew us. Because by the way, it's exhausting to think that you can just battle it out. Because usually the way we battle it out, it's like through the, like in, in thoughts of the flesh. How can I do this? Oh, I'm gonna battle, I'm gonna battle, I'm gonna battle. You know, the weapons, the warfare, they're not carnal. They're spiritual, they're mighty. But they come from a transformed life. The grace of God in the finished work of Christ so like, that's probably really good news, isn't it? That it's not something that you have to like, oh, I got to conjure up this ability to go out there and fight all the battles I'm going to have to fight. It's like the really good news that like Jesus has already destroyed. He's, he, he's already taken on the, the reign of sin and death and you're no longer slaves. You've now been free. The, the gospel is the good news. And then the continuing work of the Holy Spirit to sanctify us, the more we find our delight in the Lord and stay humbly reliant on God's grace, the more we find ourselves walking in faith. Why? Because we've got a relationship with him. The more we're enjoying him, the more it's, it's easy. You're just in love with like God. It's natural. The just live by faith. The righteous live by faith. Do we want to live? Do we desire this? Do we want to be, you know, live just in a, in a just and righteous way? Do we want to stand up and be different than the world around us? The, the only way is by faith. So a uh, couple things here. We're thinking about full sin faith. What, what is faith? What faith is? The first thing is we got to recognize what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is how the just are justified. It's a fruit it's how it's seen. We're seen. Uh, Hebrews, we'll get into this next week. Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So without faith, it's impossible to please him. Faith is a key, key to the faith. Because it means we actually trust him, we actually believe him, we actually have a relationship with him, we actually love him. That's what faith is. 
And so again, we don't go, I just got to have more faith. We just got to go, I just got to, I've got to be awakened again to a reminder of how good God is and how much he loves me. So what is faith? We see it, we're going to see it in the examples from the Old Testament in the hall of faith. What is faith? It's aligning ourselves with the one we were designed to follow and then trusting him. Like take, trusting him enough to where it, it, it's like, I don't even, I don't know what you're doing, but I just believe you. Whatever you say, I'm doing it. Uh, it's also important. What is faith? What faith is? Here's what faith isn't. It doesn't, or doesn't need to, feelings. It doesn't need hype. We don't need to get all crazy about it. Uh, I, I, I like this. Um, I think it was Tony Evans said it, but that faith is not feeling, it's, it's not about feelings, but it's feet. It's about what you do. It's an, it's an action. It's like where, where you go with your feet, that tells you where, you know, what you're about. That tells you where you want to go. And so there's, there's, there's that. We, uh, we know what we believe. We, we trust him. We believe him. And we, we just go for it. And believe him in that way. Um, and it's built up over time. You know, as we see God as faithful, as we trust him in a small thing. And, and by the way, there'll probably be a thing today where God's like wanting to build up our faith, especially if we're talking about this. There's going to be a thing today where we can choose one way or the other. If you choose yourself, you're, you're building up more yourself and, and your esteem of yourself. That's what we get to where, like I mentioned that video, that guy literally thinks that he's qualified to decide what the Bible says is good or not. <laughs> That's insane. How do you get there? Man, you've been really stoking the fire and believing yourself for a really long time. Or we say we trust God and we build up this, this, this you know, relationship and we recognize this, that he's got integrity, that he'll follow through. For years, um, we would go to the flower fields for Tori's birthday because her birthday is really close to that. Now we don't go because it's a million dollars. And, um, and every single year, um, we'd get a strawberry milkshake because they were so good. And now the milkshakes are downtown, so you don't have to go. Uh, and then we take a picture of me throwing the kids in the air. Um, yeah, it sounds crazy, right? But I would launch them, launch them. I loved doing that. And you know what else? They loved it too, but not at first. You know, you know how that usually starts? They grab on, they hold on. You try to throw them, you're like, if you hold on, you're going to hurt yourself because you're going to end up flipping yourself anyway. But as time goes on, you kind of go, look, 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 we, we, you know. Was it about dads? I'm just throwing my kid, man. Come on over here. Let's launch you, you know. And the moms are like, ah, I've seen you drop fly balls you should catch. So I'm a little nervous. Not me, but other people. Um, kidding. But I, I, I take launch. Okay, boom. And, and you know what's interesting is the, the fear they initially have, it's long gone. And they're like, higher. And, and the problem is no longer like they're trusting me. The problem is the fact I can't throw you higher anymore. Like that's as high as you can go. Well, I feel comfortable with it anyway, right? And, and now, I'm, you know, my, my son's a monster. So it's like, yeah, throw me. It's like, uh, no, you throw me. 
You know, uh, no, I could still do it. I could still do it. But we have pictures. We would get pictures every year. And there's some where like Violet's like in orbit, it looks like. She's just up there. And you know what her face is doing? You know what happens if I don't catch her? Oh, I mean, I don't even want to think about it. But she's still not talking to me. I guarantee you that. I mean, she's, she's, she'd be so mad at me for that. You know, she'd never trust me again, whatever. But you know why it works? Because I was... I had integrity. When I did it, I'd catch her. I'd catch him. And what's interesting is, the thing that once you're begging them to try, they are now begging you to do it. And you're like, why did I ever start this? I can't keep it up. But here's the thing. That's how faith works. And God's like, please try me. Please, please try me. Please trust me. I'll blow your mind if you trust me. And then we go, Ah, you caught me. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, let's try a little bit of a bigger one. You're like, no, you know, and it's all of a sudden just like, oh, ah, <laughs> whoa. Well, let's try a little higher, you know. Next thing you know, and he's like, you're just getting launched in the air and you're like, whoa, you, you can catch me. And it's like, are, are you going to run out of ability and strength? Absolutely not. That's what's so interesting. That's so cool about faith. Like God will fulfill. At, at the end of the day, it's always in the back of my mind. Something could go wrong and I could miss my kid. And, and, and there's, so there's that thing where I'm like, you never know. And I'm like, I'm not going to let it happen, but I'm, it's always in the back of my mind. So I'm always keeping it somewhere within the reins of like, I can only go so high without feeling like I'm going to, you know, put your life in danger. But like with God, he's like, he's, he's able to sustain all of that. And the more that he does it, and this, so this is the thing, as we exercise our faith, what happens? We just want to keep doing it. You're like, whoa, look at what God just did. And he's like, yeah, that's kind of the point. I mean, if you look at the Old Testament, you look at the examples of what they did wrong, but look at how cool it was when they were aligned with him. Look at what God can do in a life that trusts him by faith doesn't always have to be easy or it doesn't always have to be it's not always good seasons but you'll find out he is so faithful his faith is founded in reality and it's encouraged by past faithfulness not it's again it's not faith in faith but faith in God and what he has done that helps us to trust what he will do look at what he's done look at what he'll do Lord, awaken our minds to this. So that's, I'm gonna go really fast because these points are going quick. Like, anyway, so that was the first one, what faith is. Again, what faith does aligns our desires, our motives, and it lightens our load. We're not God, he is. And if we trust that, then it's so much easier for us. I, we are all carrying more of a burden than we should be carrying. You know, that's like the thing is anxiety is at an all-time high. We're just, we are burning the candles at both ends and thinking it's all about us. Faith allows us to trust him. We uh, what else does faith do? By receive the gospel, by believing we're transformed. We're given, we've talked a lot about this a lot in Hebrews, a new heart and a new mind. Our hearts from, of stone have now been turned to hearts of flesh. Our consciences have been cleansed and we have a renewed mind. And it gives us confidence to live a life of meaning. 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 8. So we are always confident, knowing that while we're at home, 
In the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, well-pleased rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So what what does faith do? It gives us confidence to not be scared of everything everyone else is scared of in the world. To not be victims of all. It's just to go, God, you're God. You've put me here, so that's your deal. And I think that's, that's, like a, that's not an unbiblical response. Lord, this is, this is where you've put me. You've, you've brought me here. You have me here. You have no signs of making me think I need to leave from here. So all the other stuff, it's kind of your problem. Not in, a, not in like a whatever. It's your deal. You'll work it out. And then the third point, who or what? Our faith is in. This is what we want to know. This is an important thing. Who or what our faith is in? God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The one who created us, who sustains us, who desires relationship with us. Remember Jesus coming and dying and then rising from the dead and making things right. That was all his idea. And it was started at Genesis 3. He's like, I'm going to make this right one day. We get to live in that one day. His message, the gospel, This is what we believe or put our faith in. Preach the gospel to yourself. (laughs) Sometimes you need to do that every day. We need to believe that Jesus came to save us. We need to believe what he says about us is true. That we are loved. So how do we do that? Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As we read and we, we look at what he's showed us in his word, we go, whoa, you think that about me? And then we open up this, this deed, this title deed for what our faith is really in. Ephesians 2, we're going to do verses 4 through 10. It should be on the screen. That actually looks pretty good. I thought it would look small. All right. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, with which he loved us. Even, listen to this, read this into yourself. Okay, guy, hold on. Think about yourself, okay? Don't think about someone else. Don't think about how I can use this gospel for someone. Think about you, okay? Each, each person, I'm gonna think about me too, just so you know. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Oh, he just wants to show us how much he loves us. That's what faith allows. Isn't that so cool? For by grace you've been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You you didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. You didn't deserve it on your own but he did it out of his like great love. And now he wants to continue that love by not just saving your soul, but then now letting that, that transform your life. He wants to transform our lives 
and then to show us these great works he's prepared for us, that were his workmanship, his poema, his masterpiece. God's using the author of Hebrews to encourage the believers in this church not to retreat, but to go even further. When I was in Colorado one year, um, we would always take quads out with the kids and we'd just go ride around the Aspens and it was really fun. And uh, then the the guy, Rick, I love Rick. He's an old um, Baja 500 winner, three wheelers. That's back when men were men. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like your life, your life was constantly, you know, on the brink. Um, and so he's like, hey, you want to take the dirt bikes out? And they're these CRF 250s. And I'm like thinking, I haven't ridden a dirt bike in a long time. And I'm like, sure. Time to cowboy up. You're in Colorado. Let's go, you know. And, uh, and I just remembered like from riding when I was a kid was that when you're in trouble, sometimes the best thing you could do is hit the gas. And uh, luckily, like I had that in my mind going out there. So we start riding and, and it's just rocks and tree roots and it's pretty gnarly. Easier on a quad than it is on a dirt bike. And, and, and we're going and I start, I start going, I'm going for it, you know, because he's flying. He's like, this dude's like 60 and he's like jumping off of rocks and stuff. I'm like, what a beast. Anyway, so I'm, I'm like thinking I'm not going to be a punk. And so I'm following him best I can. And all of a sudden I hit this little weird root section and my back end went sideways and it kicked me out. And I felt like, I felt like I could see my back, back tire. I'm like, ah, (laughs) it wasn't that, it was probably like this much, but, uh, I just was like, as soon as I felt that happen, I felt myself go sideways. I just went whoop, handful of throttle straighten me right out. And I was like, that's it. You hit the brakes, you're toast. You hit the brakes, you're, you're in so much trouble right now. You hit the gas, you're, you're going to keep going. So what is he saying? Full sentiment, hit the gas. You guys are thinking about hitting the brakes? You're, you are going to wreck so bad right now? Hit the gas. Whoop! Pull right out of that thing. That's what legends are made of. Let's go. So Full send. All, guys, and go all in. You know why? Because you know what this faith tells us? We're playing with house money. You got house money, you're like bold. Let's go, all in, let's go. That's, and that's, the, that's it. We were meant to like that Red Bull Rampage mindset of going all in. We were, we're geared to want to do that. Don't do the Red Bull Rampage. You know, don't necessarily even ride your 250 uh, on rocks and roots. But go all in and following Jesus, trusting him completely. Because he is so faithful. And he wants us to. It's not like he's like, if you do it, I guess I'll help you. He's like, please let me show you my riches and glory. So uh, we went a little over, but we actually have communion and it's a perfect day for it. Perfect day for it. So we're gonna have, Taylor's gonna come back up and he's gonna lead us in some worship, but we're reminded of the Lord's Supper. That he said, do this in remembrance of me. This is one of the two things that they're reminded to do over and over again, the sacraments, Right? which is communion and baptism. We're going to do both this month. You know, we do communion every month. But why do we do this? Why do, are we reminded of this? It's because we are reminded of the fact that it was not us that did this. We need to preach the gospel again to ourselves. And so those of you who feel like you're a failure, like you've been blowing it, like you feel like I used to be so good and I'm falling off. You were never that good anyway, by the way. 
and it was never about you being good. The second you thought it was about you being good is when you first started falling off. So if now you're feeling that conviction and you're not feeling like you're as confident as it used to be, you're actually closer now than you were when you thought you had it all together. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us in person, head over to steadfastcarlsbad.com for more info. God bless.